guys, it's Britt Dowd, and welcome to the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast, where every week we bring you episodes to positively and intentionally impact not only your business, but your leadership, communication, and personal life. Yes, we talk about mowers, fertilizer, and irrigation, but we put an emphasis on growing you as a leader and growing your business skills. We do this through interviews with other small business owners, growth segments where we dive deep on a micro business topic, and documented episodes from our own seven-figure business, Green Again Lawn. All right, lawn care leaders, turn your headphones up. It's time to get back at it. I like bumping. <laughs> All right, let's. Reminds me of our time together when we were bumping a couple weeks ago. Keeps me hyped up. Oh yeah, we were just just in the church community center, just absolutely getting juiced. There you go. Oh. How's that for you, Zach? You feeling good? Oh man, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Oh. This, uh, this lovely. Thursday morning, getting me rolling. You got to, man. You you've got to you've got to get hyped somehow. For us out here, it's like it's a little cold. It's rainy, so I'm just getting uh, getting myself hyped up. Oh, we're the same way, same way. But we know <laughs> spring's coming. Spring That's is coming, kid. baby! <laughs> All right, uh, listeners, welcome back. Thank you for being a loyal listener. If you're a new listener. This is the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast, and we exist so that you, the lawn care leader, can stop working a job, start owning a business, and enjoy having a life. And so we have a lot of fun, as you can hear with Zach and I. We, we like, to, like to hang out, shoot the breeze, but everything that we do on the serious notes is, is pushed through that lens. Like, how do we get you out of technician role? How, how do we get you out of just punching the clock in your own business into actually, actually an ownership mentality so that you can then what enjoy having a life. That's why we all set out on this business journey. So that's what we're here to do. Zachary Dean. I'm, I'm, I'm joined today. He is not a guest. He is technically a co-host. It's just, we're both so stinking busy. I don't get him on here enough, but he is Zach Miller, the people's CFO co-owner of lawn care leaders, coaching and community. What up Zach? Hey, what's going on, BD? I think you're definitely giving me a lot more credit than I deserve with the title co-host. <laughs> I no. should say part-time guest host. No. You know, I fill in, I fill in here and there, but I, I'm more like I, you know behind the scenes. I don't like have that that radio voice where I can just jump on and <laughs> and get everybody hyped about lawn care like you can. <laughs> no, man, you're we're in a uh, Instagram profile age, so whatever title I give you, that is what you are. That there's it's true. If you if you have the title entrepreneur hashtag blessed hashtag entrepreneur, that's what you are. So you're hashtag the people CFO hashtag co-host. That's that. I mean, that I've coined you that. Like, there's no getting around it. So you need to you're you, right. you need to ste- right. step up and swing for the fences, bruh. I do. <laughs> if written down titles you on social media, it's over. Yeah, it's Let over. Let that be known for anybody. It's <laughs> over. Guest on here, but that's a good thing. No, I, I like it. How you been, BD? I know things are getting busy for you. Green again, cranking up. It's springtime. We've been crazy busy with uh, our lawn care leaders. You know, recording stuff. 
How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Yeah. Yeah. Green again is rocking and rolling. We're in full out sales mode. So for me right now in my role, my main thing is been checking on key leaders and we've got a lot of new positions. We've got four new people on staff. And so there's just a lot of moving pieces. So when I show mm -hmm. up to the Green Again shop, my main thing is, hey, how do I build relationships? How do I continue to lead and develop our current leaders? And then how do we hit our sales goals? And we're right now we're, we're on pace. It's pretty wild, but I think... I mean, you, our listeners can hold us accountable. We have a crazy, crazy stretch goal of going from 2,000 accounts to 3,000. And mm -hmm. I, I think more than ever, we, we will hit our stretch goal. I really, really do. It's, it's going to be insane, but I think we can just snap records this year and add 1,000 clients in one year. So that's where we're at, man. And, and everybody knows when you have goals like that, there's a lot of pain involved, a lot of growing pains. And so that's kind of kind of what we've been wading through <clears throat> yeah man that's so exciting and you're right i think the market is primed this year for growth too even outside of like the lawn care industry you know i think people are like you know obviously last year there was a lot of just uncertainty going on people didn't know about jobs i think everybody's kind of settled in with our new normal i think people are sitting on a lot of savings right now they're yeah. excited you know for springtime we've had some warm weather early i know that always helps sales so I'm with you, man. I think this could be a great year for a lot of different people in lawn care. I really do too. I really do too. And I, I might even do a separate podcast on this, but uh, I just, I don't know how deep we can go. So it could be more of a growth nugget, but I really, because mm -hmm. we've seen like we, like our first week of March was a record year. And so I think there's a couple things going on. And so I want lawn and landscape owners to be aware of this, but I think this time last year is like everybody just got hit in the face with cancels. People were freaking out. Like we were right at the, the height of the COVID pandemic. And so what happened for us is we had a bunch of our existing clients that had been with us for a while cancel because, hey, maybe I lost my job or maybe the spouse lost their job or simply they were just afraid. And mm -hmm. we called them and they were like, oh yeah, this is just another way we could save money. Like we don't really need this right now with all the uncertainty of the future. And so with that, some people signed back up with us. Some people just decided not to do anything. And I, and I think every single service industry company went through that. Now, what's crazy, Zach, is our sales were still really, really good. So the service industry, mm -hmm. they bounced back after those 10 days with just new clients. And so they onboarded all these new clients because everybody's at home. Everybody's thinking about oh man, I'm, I'm home. I'm actually looking at my landscaping more. I'm looking at my grass more. I want to do something. And so they invested a ton in the house and then outside of the house. So new sales were good. But I think this year, all of those cancels, and even though it may have only been five, 6% of your client base that, that canceled, or maybe even fewer, there was still a ton of people that never signed back up for last year. And so mm -hmm. we have seen the first few weeks, we've seen record sales. Because I, I think mm -hmm. everybody starts getting brochures, sees a Facebook ad, and they're like, oh, yeah, honey, we, we never really did anything last year. We need to hop on this. And so I just I want to make you guys aware of that out there. Have a little sense of urgency. Don't wait until mid-April or late April to say, like, okay, I'm going to go put out my brochures because it's going to be nice. We, even though the weather has been bad here in Kansas City, we have seen a huge 
return on our marketing efforts. And I think it's because of that. I think there's just an inflow of people that were already doing services and, mm-hmm. and realized I got to hop back on. Does that, is that making sense? Cause I, I think that's what's happening. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think, you know, it all makes sense. We have so many more people, homeowners now that are working from home. I mean, just like myself, you know? Um, and so I think they're looking at their yard, you know, almost every day they want it to look good. And that's something that as lawn care leaders, we can play into even with our marketing. You know, if you're, if your new office is at your home and you're going to spend 90% of your time there, um, why not have a nice looking yard? You know, whereas before these people were out and about, they may have spent a lot more of their time on the road or in a, uh, an office, you know, now they're at home. So they want their yard to look good and that's where we come in. Yeah. So yep, exactly. It, it's super exciting. And what's cool is kind of what we're talking about here, Brett, just with the market, um, it plays into our topic for today. Yep. You can, you can take this bridge right into what we're going to be talking about today and how it all goes together. Well, you, you take us, you, you just, you said, we'll take this bridge. So you take us over this easy, easy bridge. Tell everybody, <laughs> what, what are we talking about today? I know we're going to hit on some allocating resources and whatnot, but hit us with it. Yeah. At a high level, we really want to talk about your leads and sales and closing process and specifically how you're tracking that, right? So me and Brent are talking about how the market's primed. Um, things are changing this year. We've seen hot sales. It's like, okay, at a high level, we're juiced about this. What's next? Yeah. Well, we want to go, go about how you guys track all of your information so that you allocate your resources to the best you can so that you get the most sales you can get and allocate every dollar where it needs to go. Yeah, exactly. And, and what we've been seeing, so you, New listeners, you just heard like our mission and we've, we've been talking, Zach and I, with the lawn care leaders coaching and community, we have monthly coaching calls. And, and one common thread that we've been seeing on these coaching calls is a need for better tracking, better systems around lead management and then where your return on investment is coming from. And so we're actually taking things that are practical to our existing lawn care leaders, coaching and community clients and giving it away to you guys as well and making sure that you're putting an emphasis on this. But what, what I've seen is guys are doing marketing. They're doing a really, really good job of taking action on marketing, but you need to know where to allocate resources. And so how do you do that? The first step is you need to begin tracking how much money you're spending on a given marketing activity. The second thing you need to do is how many leads are coming in the door. The third thing you need to do is figure out how much am I closing from those leads? It's just three simple things. How much am I spending? How many leads am I getting? And how many people am I closing? And that will give you your closing ratio. Um, We need to, truthfully, we need to do a better job of tracking all leads at Green Again. Um, Our problem is it's just like, We have our way that we track is through quotes. Hey, how many quotes did we send out? But what happens is that's not really a good metric because oftentimes we'll have a a number of referrals. We'll have our existing team just plugging people in. And so we need to do a better job of this at our company too. I'm not telling you something that we do perfectly, but I am telling you something that if you don't do this, if you don't know these three things, you're never going to know which levers to pull. And you'll start getting confused with, why am I not, why am I not getting new sales? I'm spending money here or I'm getting a lot of leads. And so if you don't know those three metrics, 
you're not going to know where your pain point is, right, Zach? Because they could be doing the first two right. Maybe they're spending good money and they're investing their time in good areas of marketing and they're getting good leads. So maybe the problem is that they're not closing enough. And so that's a different conversation compared to, hey, are you marketing in the right areas? Yeah, you're exactly right. And I like what you said. It it, it highlights our pain points, right? It's not going to help you. It's not going to just make selling easier by any means. But what it's going to do is it's going to allow you to see where you're struggling, if it's more in generating interest or if it's more in closing. And then you can sit down and have a conversation with your guys or your sales guy or whoever it is, you know, and find out how you need to craft your message to, uh, to get more sales in the door. Yeah. So yeah. it's one of those things also where it may allow you to think of some more outside the box um, opportunities. You know, say you're just in a market and for whatever reason your branding isn't hitting home and you are, you're barely generating any leads or you're not, you know, your percent closing on those leads is so small um, and you're looking to grow quickly. Maybe you sit down and go, it might just be more efficient for me to buy a customer list from somebody. You know, those are the kind of conversations you can start to have because I know we, we get a lot of people to ask questions like that. Well, it kind of starts here, you know, when you're looking at buying out other businesses and customers, it's like, well, what's your return on investment of your current marketing? You know, how well are you doing getting new sales with each dollar you have? Um, Those are all items that can be addressed when you start tracking this stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And what's cool, guys, is if you do know some of these numbers, you're you're going to be able to tell, okay, where, where am I naturally bent towards? Could I improve my closing ratio? Or am I just a man of massive action and I'm fine with a 60% closing ratio because I'm just going to continue to pour in top of the funnel leads, right? That, that could be your lawn care strategy for mowing. Maybe it's like, I don't have time to slow down and figure out how can I overcome objections better? How can I, how can I do follow-ups better? Maybe you're simply just going to continue to put more and more people in the bucket. The problem is most people don't know where they're at. And so it's like, if you've got 10 leads and you're only closing half of them, well, that sucks. But if you've got a hundred leads and you close half of them, Ooh, I mean, that's pretty good based off of what your goals are. But if you don't, if you don't know where you sit with those, you don't know what to increase. Hey, should I increase marketing activity and just deal with our closing ratio? Or maybe should I diversify? Maybe, maybe I'm solely focused on this one area that's giving me a a poor return. If I diversify my marketing strategy strategy a little bit, I'll start to get new leads in the door. And that's what we, we do that green again a lot. We do boom, top of the funnel, late February, all the way through marketing season, but we're heavy top of the funnel in the beginning and solely focused on that. That gets us a ton of top of the funnel leads. And then we get, begin to diversify. So I'll give you a little inside tip. Whenever the weather switches, that's when we start to target our existing client base. We start to lean on them for referrals. We start to do promotions for existing clients. And then we will start to brand ourselves on Facebook and Google ads as well. And it's right when the weather turns. And so we diversify later on after we've done top of the funnel. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add on there, Zach, but my, my main point to guys that I've seen is, they don't, something as simple as knowing your return on investment, they don't know what that is. And so because of that, they just feel a little lost on what's next or, or how am I doing? 
And I, I'm, I'm hearing very, very frequently, I want to double my business. I want to add 100 clients. I want to do this or that. And so if you're going to do those things, am I on pace or am I off of pace? That's, that's a very, like, you have to picture it of like running a mile. Like, I want to run a six-minute mile. But you're never looking down to check your watch and you're never looking down to see how far have I ran. That's in essence what you're doing. It's like, okay, so now am I, am I just running for the sake of running? Because that just sounds horrible. Well, that, that's what a lot of us do in marketing. And it's very, very easy during the peak of production and just all these marketing activities to do that. You, you at least have to check your watch occasionally and see, okay, I'm this far. I'm running this pace. What do I need to do to make sure that I'm hitting my goals? Yeah, that's a killer analogy. I like that. And I, I do want to encourage people, you mentioned it in the beginning, it's one of those items where you track where it's definitely not going to be perfect, especially in your first year or two as you track these things. Um, but look at it as when you check your watch, at least you know how fast you can run a mile within, you know, a 10 to 15 second variance, yeah. right? So yeah. at least you have a good idea. We're not saying you have to be perfect on every single lead that comes in and tagging it perfectly in Excel spreadsheet and closing, but you need to at least start getting your system in place and get a ballpark number. So when you look down at that watch, you know, you can run about a seven ten mile, whether yeah. it's seven or seven ten. at least it gives you the guideline for when you go out and set some goals. Boom, boom. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Really good insights, Zach. The other thing that I would reference you guys to, if you're landscapers, design, build, maybe you're a little more heavy on those one-off jobs. And so your closing ratio mm. is really important. On episode 221, uh, just a few episodes back, we, we I did a talk on landscapers need more sales. And all this was, was overcoming objections. And so that's mm. where, if you're a landscaper, you need to go listen to that right now. Because maybe you, like, you are marketing well and you're getting an inflow of leads but you need to close more. And guess what? It's really, really hard for you to get a hundred top of the funnel leads. You're maybe looking at 50 leads for the entire year. And so you closing at a really good ratio is super important. And so how you overcome objections, how you communicate your company, how you communicate professionalism and distance yourself from other competitors matters deeply. So go listen to episode 221 because I think that will give you guys a little more depth on this topic as well through the lens of a landscaper. I know the front part of this show, we were talking about, hey, if you're a lawn care guy, well, if you're a landscaper, it's a different strategy. Still knowing where you're at on your return on investment and how to allocate resources is important. But more than anything, it's can I close the sale when that lead comes in the door? And uh, mm -hmm. just, just, just a different way of thinking, Zach. It is. And I want to um, explain something just quickly here. When we say our ROI on, on this specific topic, you know, your ROI on any topic is going to be different. You're, we're just talking about return on investment. But when we're talking here, um, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Brett, the way you look at this, but the way I look at it is for every dollar you spend in marketing, how many sales do you get out of that? kind of what's your, what's your return in sales for the, the money you're pumping into your marketing. Yep. So if you spend, um, you know, if you spend, uh, we call it $10,000 on marketing and you get a hundred thousand dollars in new sales that you think is linked to that marketing, right? Well, basically for every dollar you're spending in marketing, you're getting $10 in return in, in top line sales. 
yeah. right? That's not profit. Um, profit's going to be a lot lower, but you're getting, you know, and that, that it's probably not going to be that high, but it, that's just a simple scenario where you would say, for every dollar I spent, my ROI is $10 of sales I'm getting out of my marketing budget. As an owner, Britt, because that's how I look at it, more on the finance CFO side. No, As an owner, good. you know, how do you picture ROI when we're talking specifically for sales and leads and marketing? I, I think that I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, it's it's dollar for dollar. If I invest one dollar and I get paid two, like that's your that's your return on investment right there. Um, the yep. the only thing that guys need to filter through is what we're talking about this topic because we're seeing a trend that guys right now are so busy that they don't know how they're doing on one of those three factors. And remember, the three factors being. What am I paying? How many leads am I getting? How much am I closing? So we're, we're seeing that trend. And that's why we're mm -hmm. talking about this. But I don't want to muddy the water and confuse people. I don't want you to get too caught up in your ROI when branding. Um, so that's yeah. another topic yeah. for another day. But Zach has definitely <laughs> hit the nail on the head with your return on investment is simply how much money am I, how much money am I spending and how much money am I getting in return? And this is why... In, in the early years of Facebook, people just went bonkers. They were like, okay, yeah, I'm spending thousands of dollars now on Facebook, but look what my return is. And so it was just making sense. If if for every dollar, if you knew that if I put a, a dollar into a Facebook ad and I got $2 of return and you were sitting on a million dollars of your marketing budget, imagine what you could do. You're going to go to 2 million and then you reinvest that 2 million, you're going to go to 4 that's in essence what we're saying. We're just saying you need to know on those three levers which one you need to pull and focus on. Because uh, what we've seen is you're scattered and splintered in eight different directions. And it's kind of like, yeah, like my Google ad, <clears throat> I spent this much last, uh, last month. Like, okay, all right, good, good. Mm -hmm. How many leads did you get? Got some impressions. And then you're like, okay, impressions? <laughs> what? If, and, and, like, is that a lead? Is that a call-in? And then how many people did you close from that? That's what we're, That's the guy that we're talking to right now, and that's why we're putting an mm -hmm. emphasis on on your ROI. So anything yep. else, Zach, that's that perfect. you want to book into this conversation with? Um, no, that that is perfect of why we're doing it. And it, it's something else I want to point out for you guys that are anywhere, I like how this topic and a lot of the topics we talk about, they can apply to an owner on any stage of their business, whether it's the first year to the 15th year in lawn care. Um, like you were saying, your first few years in lawn care, and this kind of probably goes back to the branding podcast as well, um, but your, your ROI on those marketing dollars probably isn't going to be super high because you haven't built that big brand yet. Yeah. But as you have a real brand and you know, you're out in the community, people know your trucks, they know who you are. I've seen this, you know, just working with you at Green again, Britt. As you grow and get more well-known, every dollar you put out there in marketing has a lot more leverage. Yeah. You're getting a yeah. lot more leads, a lot more sales, and you're not having to invest near as much up front because a lot of it, you know, it's kind of making its own gravy. People see you out. They see your lawn. They call you. You're not having to invest as many dollars. So it's cool to start tracking it even in your first few years all the way through when you're just killing it in business because – 
I think you'll see that your, your return on investment of marketing dollars goes way up as you grow. Very good, man. That, that is such a good point, man. Every time you talk, it's like, Ooh, I gotta, I gotta add on to that. Cause that is so good. Like seriously, like that is, that is really, really good. So don't miss Zach's point here. And one thing that popped in my head as he was talking is your time is cheap in your first three to four years. So what's really cool is you can allocate some money to marketing activities, track your return on investment, but then invest even more money in branding. Invest in your uniform, invest in your truck wraps, invest in good equipment, invest in good people, right? But like your biggest line item on your budget is your payroll. And the biggest indicator of your growth is how those people function as a part of your payroll, right? You like if if you have a really mm-hmm. solid team, it makes your sales year, it makes your customer service. And so what happens with that? That's how your company is branded. And so if you're investing in piss poor people who can just fog up a mirror, of course, you're going to be branded improperly. But if you're investing in killers, your your branding is going to be huge. So make sure that you're in you're you're allocating money to marketing. But then as much as humanly possible, invest in branding in the first three to five years. And then everything else can be used for time. So these three levers that we're talking about, you can also do with your time. You can say, how much time am I spending on networking events? How many leads am I getting? How much am I closing? How much time am I spending on going door to door? How many leads am I getting? How much am I closing? And this is why at Green Again, we made a shift from actually door knocking to simply doing brochures and writing the quote down and having a well-crafted brochure. It's because like our time that we were investing in door knocking was not as good as the return on our time for brochures. Um, mm. And you you can do that with any marketing, acti- marketing activity. So as Zach was talking, I, that just brought that up. I want to hit that home and make sure you guys realize market with dollars, uh, with dollars brand, but then also utilize your time in the first few years until you can actually leverage some more money that comes in, right? Yep, you're exactly right, Brett. I, I couldn't say it any better. You're, you've been preaching brand and culture for a long time on this podcast. And um, it affects so many parts of your business and especially your marketing dollars and your return on investment and just how well you close those leads and get those leads. I mean, all of that is fueled by how well you branded your business, just like you said. Good deal, man. Hey, guys, this has been fun. This has been a growth segment with Zach and I. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us and discussing the topic of allocating resources and knowing those three levers that you can pull as you begin to think about your marketing and branding strategy. Uh, appreciate you being with us. Make sure, please, please, please go and leave us a Apple podcast review. Let us know how we're doing, good, bad, or indifferent. Leave us a five-star rating. Uh, follow us on Instagram. We're always on there. Zach, myself, Chase Adia, cutting it up, adding value, and hanging out with you guys. And then lastly, Make sure if you've got other questions or you want to be on the podcast or you want us to touch on a specific topic, just text me directly. Uh, My number is 913-357-5947. So that's 913-357-5947. And uh, just say what's up. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this show. And we will be back with you again tomorrow with another episode. Thanks Thanks for joining us.